0: So Acts, the book of Acts, tonight we're talking about, um, well, I'll I'll get there, but I'm going to read from the book of Acts, starting uh, uh, chapter 20, verse 17, and I'm going to read to 24. It says, what's that name there, or word? Yep, I've been a pastor for a long time, and I still don't know that one. But from Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. So he sent for the elders of the church to come to him. And when they arrived, he said to them, You know how I have lived the whole time I was with you. From the first day I came into the province of Asia. I served the Lord with great humility and with tears. And in the midst of severe testing by the plots of my Jewish opponents, you know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, uh, anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly... And from house to house, I have declared to both Jews and to Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. Then he goes on verse 22. He says, and now compelled by the spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, this is the best part right here. He says, however. I consider my life worth nothing to me. me uh, my only aim is to finish the race and complete the task of the, the Lord Jesus has given me, uh, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. See, this right here, this little portion of Scripture here, it's a really powerful portion of Scripture. It's really powerful. And in, in, in this book, uh, in, it's talking about the Apostle Paul. And Paul, what he's doing, he's nearing the end of his life. He's at the end of his journey. He's lived a tremendous life. He's been all over the place as a missionary spreading the gospel from country to country, from city to city, from house to house. And he has been used powerfully by God. See, if you're taking notes, write this down. I want you to know this. This is the title of our message tonight. Symptoms of the Scent. Not like the scent, like the smell, because we would know that the symptoms of that would be beans. Um, but symptoms of the scent, S-E-N-T. So as we're going there, I'm going to pray real fast again and, uh, and pray with me. Uh, thank you, God, for leading Emerge Youth Church wherever you want it to go. Uh, God, open up our eyes tonight so we can see Jesus. Open up our ears so we can hear from the Holy Spirit. Do something powerful and profound in this place tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. I don't know about you guys, but I do not like getting sick. I don't really think anybody does, right? Does anybody like enjoy getting sick? Like, I love throwing up. Like, I don't think so. I like the diarrhea. I don't think you do that. Um, I don't think anybody really, really enjoys getting sick, but sometimes like you get you get that fever, you get that upset stomach, you get that little tickle in your throat, you know what I'm talking about and you, your body aches and your head hurts and you just you just get sick sometimes and and um, okay, two Sundays ago. Two Sundays ago I, I was asked to go preach in Raymore. Does anyone know where that's at? Yeah, it's that way. Um, I was asked to go preach on a Sunday in Raymore to fill in there and um, on the way back I call Kristen and she's she's kinda she's she's calm, but she's on the verge of freak out mode. Um, and she's saying like, you need to get here. You need to get here. Like, we're going to have to take jet to the hospital. Like, so I, I like my little scion. I push the pedal down a little harder and it just goes like, so it, it does its things. And so I get here as fast as I can without getting into trouble. And so my what happens, my three-year-old jet, um, he's standing like on a ledge. If you guys know where the baptistry thing here is at the church, he's standing on that ledge. And he falls off backwards, lands on his back, conks his noggin, and like he's, 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 he hit his head really hard. And and so I get to the church, I get to the church and he's, he's acting funny and he's, he's, he's really pale and, and he's not looking like himself. And like, like as parents, like you're on the verge of freak out mode, you know what I'm talking about? And, and so the thing was, Kristen would have already taken, but I took our only car Two rain more. So she was waiting till I got back. So so we, we load him up. We take him to urgent care. And and like under oh, the whole way there, like I'm praying under my breath. The whole time, like, Jesus, by your stripes we're healed. Like, bless Like, all this stuff. And so we get there. And like the nurses, they're checking him out. And they can't get him to wake up. Like he fell asleep. And we're like, hey. Like, you can't get him to wake up. And, and, and so, like, we're on the verge of, of like, freak out mode. And, and so finally... We get him to wake up, and, and like, they're, they're saying, like, he's got kind of symptoms of, of a concussion, um, which, which is not cool. Um, and so they're, they're, like, trying to look at his eyes with a little flashlight kind of thing. And, and they're checking him out, and they're saying, then they said, we're going to have to transfer him to Children's Mercy downtown. So Kristen and Jet get to ride in this really cool ambulance. All the way downtown while I followed in my little scion praying with my eyes open um, the whole time. And so we get there and we have to stay for like six hours because they're like, if he can make it six hours with no symptoms, no throwing up, no blah, 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 whatever it was. Um, he'll be good, and we'll be able to send him home. So, like by this time, like he's he, he we, we get him there. Like he's kind of acting fine. He's acting good. They want to do this cat scan on him. Does anybody have a cat? Ever had a cat scan done to you? I have, and you got to be really, really still, right? If you're going to get a cat scan. Luckily, on my cat scan, they found zero cats, so that is good. But. <laughs> Um, but anyways, they want to do, <laughs> they want to do this cat scan on jet. And like I said, but this time he's totally awake. He's totally fine. And he is not going to sit still praise the Lord, because that would have cost a lot more money than an uh, uh, ambulance ride down there. And like jet for Christmas, you got an ambulance ride. Like that's your Christmas. Sorry, buddy. So anyway, so we're at the hospital. We wait a few more hours and, and he checks out totally fine, but, um, he, he was asleep the whole time, the whole time of the ambulance, right? All the way from the urgent care, all the way downtown, he slept. He didn't even know that he rode in the ambulance. And see, Jet is a fan of big trucks, of, of vehicles. vehicles. Uh, he calls them Mighty Machines. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that show. Called Mighty Machines. Like, he was, he's so excited. So, when we were there at the hospital, Kristen, like, showed him pictures and showed him that he got to ride in this big truck. And he was, he, his eyes got big and he's really excited. He's like, Oh, thank you, Mama. Thank you by riding in the big truck. And he was so excited to ride. Anyways, anyways, sorry. Long story. Um, but through all this, like he wasn't acting normal. He wasn't acting himself. He was kind of pale, and he had the symptoms of a concussion. He had the symptoms of being sick. And when you're sick, there's always symptoms, right? You don't always all of a sudden like you're just walking normal and like, Bleh! like. No, no, no. You got symptoms. There's usually symptoms like your stomach's not feeling good or your head's not feeling good. There's a symptom of being sick. And when you're sick, there's going to be symptoms. Now, don't look up your symptoms on WebMD. Don't ever do that because they're going to tell you that you have cancer and you're going to die. Don't, don't do that. Um, but <laughs> let me put it to you guys like this. Listen, uh, if you don't have, have symptoms in, in the Christian world, if you don't have symptoms, are you really sent? And that's what we're talking about, the symptoms of the sent tonight, because there are symptoms of being sent. Um, I love what Paul's saying in Acts 20. It says this in verses 17, 18. It's, it's the first thing that he does in, in this portion of scripture is he calls for the elders. He calls for the elders to come, the elders in the church. And and what Paul's doing here is he's teaching us uh, 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 to establish history. He's teaching us to establish this. And he's calling on those who, the, the, the people who have been there, like the spiritual giants, the spiritual saints. He's calling on the elders, the people, to come and gather around him, those people that have been through it. And come out better on the other side because they follow Jesus the whole way. And when you're really, growing, guys listen tonight, when you're really going through some things, make sure you've got some elders in your life. Make sure you've got some people in your life that can help you and and spiritually help guide you through through whatever you're going through. Um, people who have been through some things and, and still come out on the other side trusting and believing God on the other side. Let elders people let people help you uh, through through it maybe maybe for you maybe it's a pastor maybe it's it's one of our adult leaders maybe it's your parents but don't make those decisions on your own um then i want you to watch how how uh he begins to give his speech here's what he says watch how he, he says so he's got the elders of, of which he, he wants their approval. He wants their approval. Watch um, the symptoms of the scent. He says, guys, you know how I've served the Lord here in Asia with humility. He said, you know, I, I've served here in Asia with humility. So tonight I've got five things. I want you to write down five symptoms of the scent. The first thing is this, they're servants. The first symptom of the scent is that their servants. He says this, You know, I have served the Lord with humility. I've served through through tears and through tribulations and through trials. I've been serving God. You know, there's something about someone who knows how to serve, right? There's something about someone who knows how to serve, who, who just shows up and gets to work who shows up and starts serving who shows up and just jumps right in there's something about that kind of person that that we love that we like and and one of our values here at emerge we've talked about it a couple of times is that saved people serve people and and I don't want that just to be a saying that we say here i want to be something that we live and something that we do see that's what's so powerful about jesus Jesus lived to serve. He lived to serve. And he he was the servant of all. Jesus said, in the kingdom of God, greatest are the ones who do what? Serve. In God's kingdom of all of his people, greatest, the greatest ones are the ones who serve. If you want to be great, serve. But stop talking while I'm preaching. If you're too big to serve, then you're too small to lead. If you're too big to serve, then you're too small to lead. Let me show you some examples real quick of some people who serve. Um, Let's look at the first, the book of Joshua. And I'm not talking about in the Bible. I'm talking about here with us tonight, um, Josh Hoskins. Man, this guy faithfully serves every single week. He's here on Sundays. He's here on Wednesdays. And, and guys, I don't know if you guys, you guys probably don't see this. Or you guys probably don't notice this. And, and I see it more on Sundays because I'm kind of side stage, backstage, kind of near the drums. And I'm standing there and I can see Josh and he's playing the drums. And guy, you, don't, you don't, I don't know if you guys realize how talented this guy is, but he's really good drummer. But here's what I love about Josh. He's a worshiper. He's a worshiper on the. Like, when, when there will be moments where the song takes a break, man, and I could just see Josh just worshiping. And he serves faithfully. He serves Sundays. He serves Wednesdays, playing drums and doing other things and leading our pre service prayer. He, Josh serves. Denise, somewhere here, one, another one of our leaders. She's here before most everyone else here every single week. She serves. She loves you guys and she wants to be involved and she serves and she she goes to events. She does she goes on missions trips. She does all kinds of things. She serves. David and Debbie. Man, these people lead life groups. They're available for about anything that I could ever ask them to do. David picks me up and drives me around, and we go look at new retreat locations for you guys because when a retreat's coming up and it's going to be the best one yet. And so, you guys, these people have a heart to serve Johnny. Oh, my gosh, this guy, he will show up and do anything I ask him to do. He's got such a good heart and so willing to serve. Um, Big Trouble, actually also known as Jessica, um, in the media. Guys, Guys, Jessica, she she, has, she works like two, three jobs, and she tells them, she's like, no, 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 you guys, listen, listen, I will not work Wednesday nights or Sunday mornings. Like she puts her foot down. And like, if you notice, like Jessica is only gone like once a year. And that's like when her family makes her to go to the Bahamas for Christmas or whatever that is. Um, But she's so faithful and serves so good every single week. Like Jordan and Melissa. Man, I don't know if you guys know about Jordan and Melissa. They're kind of new leaders here. But these guys have been in ministry before even being here. And they serve, and they're so faithful, and they're so good. Uh, how many of you guys were here last week? and hey, we're here. Jordan preach. Was that good? Was that good? Man, these people serve. And 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 Rex and Megan, and 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 they haven't been leaders here for very long either. But man, Rex shows up. I had coffee with him one day, and he's like, "You just tell me what to do. We'll be there. We'll do it." And he shows up tonight and he's like, need me to lead the game again? <laughs> and, and I'm like, man, I, I've got other stuff I want you to do. But that's just kind of what's, what's happening now. And, like, same thing with, like, Jordan and Melissa. He's like, Jordan, uh, I, I first talked to him before they started serving. And he's like, you just tell me where to show up and when, and, and I'll, I'll be there. And I love that, that just heart to serve. Are so many of our other people here, our other leaders and other volunteers, people here, uh, they love to serve. Kristen. She, she helps lead our worship team every single Wednesday night. She gets our kids home from school. She gets them bottoms wiped and gets them here, even Jackson. And I'm kidding. I'm sorry, buddy. Um, but she gets them here faithfully every single week, part the time on time. And, and we, she leads us in worship, and it's great. You guys, did you see Nick on stage tonight? Yeah. Working with guys like Nick and our singers and our worship team. So faithful to serve. And not even just here, Kristen is a blessing to us at home. If we didn't have her at home, our home would be a wreck. No kidding, like a dump. So um, so anyway, sorry. If you want to be great, if you want to be great, serve. If you want to be great, serve. Think of yourself less than others. Serve, find ways and opportunities to serve people. If you want a great marriage someday, serve your spouse. If you want to have a great church, you want to have a great youth church right here at Emerge. Like, guys, we're trying to set up opportunities for you to serve here at Emerge, but nobody signs up. Like, come on, be great. Great are the ones who serve. There's something about taking the posture and position as a servant. There's something about that. Paul says, he says this, he's saying, you know, my credibility. I've been serving with humility. See, it it takes a humble person to serve. It takes a humble person to serve. Um, The opposite of humility is pride. Pride says, serve me. I'm here for you to serve me. You need to take care of me. Hey, go give me a, a drink of coffee. Like, you serve me. Like, somebody, and, and it says, promote me. It says, everybody look at me. It says, everybody look what I'm doing. It's all about me. And, guys, we live in such a narcissistic society. We do, and, and it's bad. And, and we live in this narcissistic society where narcissism wins, Right? And, and But kingdom culture, God's culture, is the opposite. It celebrates humility. It says, it's not all about me. Paul says, I've been serving with humility. And then he adds two things with it. He says, and with tears and with tribulations. In other words, whenever you serve God, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy and there are going to be some tears involved. And there's going to be some tribulations involved. You need to know this. Um, Making the kingdom of God a priority will always be a convenience. How many guys play sports? Yeah. When, When do we have youth church? Wednesday nights. When do you guys have like band and sports and all kinds of stuff? Like all the time, and then sometimes into church nights or or in weekends and like baseball, like you play that like every day of the week. Like come on, and like. But I, I, all I'm saying is, it's there's uh, making the kingdom of God a priority. It's going to be an inconvenience sometimes. You'll never place the kingdom of God as your as your main priority. It'll not can be. It'll be inconvenient for you but you will be satisfied. You will be satisfied. There's going to be times when you're like, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to serve. I don't want to see those people, whatever. I don't want to be involved. But when you show up and you serve and you put other people above you, it's not going to be easy, but you will be satisfied. He's gone through some trials, but in addition, he's gone through some tears. I don't know about you guys, but I love. I'm I'm kind of a baby. I love tears from the Holy Spirit. I don't know you. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, has any, anyone ever been in church and like the worship, the music has been so good that you start to cry? Oh, I'm a baby. Like and and for me, it's one of my things. I love to see you guys worship. I love to see you guys experiencing God. And I see that and I'm like, oh, look at that. Oh, look at Nick. He's up there on the guitar. And I'm like, like I'm about to cry right now. And so like, I get so excited. I love to see the spirit of God move. I loved it. Like in Nicaragua this summer, man, you guys were doing those skits and those dramas and the dances and all that stuff. And I was just trying to keep up. And like, I was like, oh, Jesus, there's all... Praise him. Like I, I was I was so excited. Like um I, I'm 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 not emotionally unstable, I'm just unstable. But God is moving in your life and you just can't help it. You just can't help it. Paul's saying he said this if I cried here, I know I'm gonna cry there. He said, I have a burden in the city and I've no I know I'm gonna have a burden in the next. There are those of you guys, like I just talked about, we went to Nicaragua this last summer. And guys, many, many, many tears were left while serving there by us and by our team. Paul is like, he's saying this, I want to serve you so bad that I cry over you, that I care about you. I had about an hour-long phone call yesterday with Debbie, <laughs> and like we were both about in tears most of the time. And we're talking about things happening to, to emerge and about people here at Emerge and, and about how the enemy is attacking, really attacking some of our students here at Emerge. Guys, I want you to know this. You need to know this. You, you may not realize this, but our leaders... They cry over you. They pray over you. They call you out by name and pray for you guys. They have a heart to serve. <clears throat> Our hearts hurt when you guys are hurting. I'm going to move on. Number two, symptoms of the sin: They are givers. Their are givers. And Paul starts by talking about how he served with humility. But then he continues with this. He says, and you know that I've held nothing back from you. I've been pouring out my life. I've been pouring, putting my heart on the line. I've given you everything that I've got. There's something about somebody who serves with their life with a passion. With, they serve with zeal. They serve with excitement. They serve with a purpose in their life. And they're the kind of people who will give every kind of cheat code that they've got. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I grew up, you guys, I grew up with the original Nintendo like the NES, like check it, that one right there. Anybody else? Old people, yeah. <laughs> I grew up with the original Nintendo right there. Did, did you guys, and, and maybe with the newer Xbox One and 360 million, whatever. Um, but you guys ever have that friend who's got all the cheat codes? You know what I'm talking about? Maybe that's you. You got all that friend they and and they know all the cheat codes. I had this friend that would come to my house, and I, here's it I never knew the cheat codes. I never knew that stuff. I did. We didn't have the internets when I was a little kid, and we couldn't look up all that stuff. And and I never knew the cheat codes. But I had this friend. He came over, and he knew the code to Mike Tyson's punch out. That could get you directly to Mike Tyson. You know what I'm talking about? Like you last like. Two punches with Mike Tyson. And, but anyways, guys, I played this game on the NES called Contra. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, guys, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, B, A, select, start. Boom. Infinite lives. That's the code. That's the If you guys ever played Contra, up, up, down, down, left, right, A, B, A, B, select, start. Lives. That's it. Infinite lives. Um, you guys ever had that friend um who won't show you the codes yeah like you want to slap that friend like we are no longer friends and so like you want you yeah um here's the deal listen 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 don't live your life holding out a blessing from other people bless them with those codes man don't don't live your life holding back a secret um like here's the deal. If, if I read something in the Bible or if I'm reading a book or if I, I, I'm, I don't know, something comes on me and, and, and um, if I've got a quote that could encourage you guys, I'm going to tweet it. I'm going to post it. I'm going to say something about it. I'm going to snap it. If I've got a scripture that will encourage you and, and and it has encouraged me, then it can encourage somebody else. We should take these things and share them. Live to be a blessing. Find opportunities to be a blessing. Know this, you ain't living till you start giving. You ain't living till you did cheat codes. It's more blessed to give than it is received. Be a person that pours out your life to help people. Like what Paul did, and he goes on to say, you know that I've been uh, testifying to both Jews and to Greeks everywhere I went. Another symptom of people who are sent is: is this, number three, they're not afraid to talk about it. They're not afraid to talk about it. They're unashamed about their faith. They're unafraid to talk about the one who changed their life. Has God changed anybody's life here tonight? They're not afraid to talk about it. The Bible says in Romans 1.16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Stop being scared of being a Christian. Don't be scared of being a Christian. You should be proud of representing Jesus. If Jesus has saved your life and He's changed you, you should be proud of that fact. I, I want to be associated with Jesus. Notice, there's two areas where where Paul he's been uh, talking about God, first to the Jews and then to the Greeks. And so l- let's look for a minute at those audiences. Um, the Jews we can translate as this, like the, these, the Jews were like our modern day church folk, right? There are our modern day church folk. And he said, I'm not afraid to talk to other Christians, not afraid to talk to other Christ followers about Jesus. I'm going to talk to my friends about Jesus. Just because someone goes to church does not mean they have an accurate view of Jesus. Then he says, I'm going to talk to the Greeks as well. And these were people, these were people who needed Jesus bad. <coughs> They believed in many gods, not just one. These were bad people. <clears throat> they were sinners, not good. You see, Paul was not afraid to talk about Jesus to the Christians and the non-Christians. He was not ashamed. He was not afraid. I wonder what our school, what your school would look like if you would step up and not, not be afraid to be a follower of Jesus. Jesus. I wonder what our our workplaces would look like if we were not afraid to be a follower of Jesus. I wonder what our homes would look like if we were not afraid to live the life of Christ in front of our friends, in front of our family, in front of our loved ones. I wonder what it would would do. I, I wonder what it would do on the way to school or the way to work if you took a little time to pray, to worship, to praise, to seek God on the way there. It may just change the whole course of your day. I know it does mine. This morning I was riding into to, to church, like listening to a podcast, just encouraging myself and just building up my myself. And, and man, it, it set the tone for my whole day. Even when I don't feel like it. Paul is saying no matter... No, no matter where he's been, no matter the consequences, he has never been afraid to share his faith. <clears throat> I wonder what Emerge would look like next week if everyone, every one of us in this room just took the time to invite one person. What would that look like? We should be excited that we've got a Savior named Jesus and that he's saved our life and that he's changed our life. And He's done. if he's done that for you, Live like it. Live like it. Act like it. Guys, Johnny, he's praying for 300 people at Winter Retreat this year. I believe it. I believe it. I believe God could do that. That would like max out our whole camp and we have to turn people away. But I believe God could do it. What it would look like if we just all invited one person. This room would double, triple, when a retreat would be 300 people by that time. Then he goes on to say, verse 22, And know know I go bound by the Spirit to Jerusalem. Uh, Symptoms of sent people uh, is always number four. I have to, not I want to. It's I have to, I, I think I forgot to put this one in the notes, yes. Um, it's, he says, I have to, not I want to. If you remember Jesus, before he was about to be crucified on the cross for us and for our sins, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and, and he felt this exact thing. He felt this. And, and, and it's not that he wanted to go die, it's that he had to go die for us and for our sins. He even prayed to God. He was talking to God and he even said, if it's possible, let this cup pass for me. Nevertheless, he says, it's not my will, but it's your will, God. It's whatever you want to do, God. See, sent people have a sense of have to, not want to. It's not an option for sent people. We have to. I'm about done. Verse 22, Paul says this. Now I go to Jerusalem and I have no idea what's going to happen. And then we're going to skip down to verse 24. Paul ended with this. And this is what some people look like. He, he's called the elders. He stated his case. It's not his idea, but it's God's idea. He, he doesn't want to, but he has to. And then in verse 24, before I read that. If any of you guys in this room, if you memorize scripture, if you if you find opportunity, if you read things, if you write things down, if you memorize scripture, I, you need to know this. Um, it, it's not his idea, but it's God's idea. The, verse 24, 24, Acts 20, 24. I want you to write this down. I want you to know it. I want you to memorize it. Write it down on a post-it note. Stick it on your bathroom mirror. Find a way to know it. Um, watch this. It says this, but none of these things... Move me. See, you come to a safe place in your faith when you're unshakable, when you're unmovable. You come to a good place in your faith where all these things are going to happen to me, but I'm unshakable. I'm unmovable. And then he goes on to say Nor do I count my life dear to myself that I may finish my race with joy. And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus. See, that ministry is to testify the gospel of Jesus Christ. Finally, last thing is this the, the fifth thing, and, and then we're done. Sent people live to make much of Jesus. Sent people live to make much of Jesus. It's what they do, it's their obsession. They're they're not obsessed with um, money, fame, or themselves because they make much of Jesus. See, Paul, he's he's wrapping it up here. And, And now he's saying this. He's saying, guys, all that really matters to me on this planet is telling other people about Jesus. That's it. That's what matters. He's saying it's all about Jesus. See, symptoms of sin people have this obsession to make much about Jesus. Our Father who's in heaven is, is obsessed with making much about Jesus. The Holy Spirit, His obsession is making much about Jesus. The Bible points everybody to a person who's named Jesus. And all creation... Is about Jesus. Is there anyone here today that says, I want to live my life in such a way that makes much of Jesus? That's me. That's me. I want to live my life that way, where I make much about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Jesus plus nothing equals everything.